0: hey so uh what's up guys uh i've seen several posts concerning uh individuals studying through the names of god uh the old testament all these different names and everything else like that And i think that's awesome i just want to bring about and highlight some important issues and some important key features to think about as you are yourself maybe studying through the names of god or you may be going through a study with someone else so the first question you ask uh, or you may have is why are there so many names for god what's the point of all of this Well, first off, God and his attributes are identical with his essence. And you've got to understand this. If you deny that God and his attributes are identical with his essence, you're asserting that there's a divine essence is distinct from God's qualities. And what this does is this opens the door to polytheism. Now, in the 19th century, this really came out in the 19th century theology, which is honestly still plaguing us today. Uh, It's taken us away from the understanding Uh, of metaphysics and has reduced religion to a basic form of ethical morality. Uh, This affects the doctrine of God um, and the essence of God is now merely reduced uh, and associated with ethical goodness. You'll see this today mainly when people say, you know, God just wants us to live in harmony with one another and be good and that's not really correct. Um, God doesn't just want us to live good and live good lives, it wants us to live a life purposeful through his son Jesus. You know, that is an oversimplification, but I I think we need to be thinking, what are we assuming and are we making an assumption on God's behalf when we are thinking something along the lines of reducing Christianity and reducing God to a level of ethical uh, morality. Um, The big influencer on this was an 18th century, uh, excuse me, 19th century German theologian named Albrecht Christel. And in this, he said that God must not be seen as Lord or King or master, but as father God is the fountain of goodness and love. He is not absolute being, but love. Did you see what he did there? He is separating an attribute from God and pushing that everything now and how we view God must be viewed from the lens of love. And it has to have the concept or the starting point from viewing this at love. But what you have to understand when you're looking at God's names and when you're looking at the attributes of God is that all of God's attributes are wholly present at all time in the most absolute sense you cannot separate god from his attributes you cannot separate god from his names but what does this have to do with the names of god you may be wondering which is the whole purpose i made this video well here it is god must always be distinct from and above all things the creator and ruler of all that exists god is called different names for us to make distinctions among his attributes because of the varying effects he produces in his creatures by his ever constant being. Each name of God gives us a statement of what that being truly is in its infinite fullness. See, God's self revelation differs, and there's no one name capable of expressing God's being to a full, adequate state. I mean, we are talking in trying to describe the infinite eternality of God from a finite human perspective. That's the creature trying to understand the creator and it's very difficult. And so when we have the names of God, this helps us process this. It helps us break it down into his different attributes, all representing him. Now, what's really cool about this is that the Bible never highlights one attribute of God at the expense of others, but it is to let all of God's perfections come fully and equally into their own. The names of God are designations of his excellencies, his mighty deeds, and praises. Look at 1 Peter 2.9 if you want to get more on that. As God reveals himself, his names become knowable to us. Our knowledge can never fully comprehend God fully, and it's never exhaustive. Each of his names and attributes made known to us in the revelation of Scripture discloses the fullness of his being. As one of my favorite uh, church fathers, Anselm, says, one good thing that is signified by many names— or as Thomas Aquinas says, The different and complex concepts that we have in mind correspond to something altogether simple, which they enable us imperfectly to understand. Thus, the words we use for the perfections we attribute to God, the different and complex concepts that we have in mind correspond to something altogether simple, which they enable us to imperfectly understand. Thus, the words of God we use for perfections we attribute to God. And Herban Beving says... Just as a child cannot picture the worth of a coin of great value, but only gain some sense of it when it is counted out in a number of smaller coins, so we too cannot possibly form a picture of the infinite fullness of God's essence unless it is displayed to us now in one relationship, then in another, and now from one angle, and then from another. So as you study the names of God, understand that there's only one God, and he has revealed himself to us in many ways, and we use these names to understand God and his infinite being, Not as identical we can't identify identically the name to god but through analogically we do it analogically with our language and proportionally we cannot make the mistake of only choosing one name or one attribute to portray god for when we do we will discount other names and other attributes taking supreme power and being away from god so as you are studying the names of god that's awesome Just remember, you can't separate one from the other. There's not one more powerful than the other. They all represent God in his fullness to the most amount that we can possibly understand, which we won't ever fully be able to wrap our heads around until the day of glory. So I want to encourage you as you study, keep that in mind. Don't separate his names. Don't separate his attributes. There's only one God. Hope this helps you guys out.